This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. It's another hot writing, publishing, book marketing day in the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing world. And with me, back again for I don't know how many times, is the amazing, uh, multi, multi-award winning book designer, Rebecca Finkel. And hello. Hello, hello, hello. What, hello. What, I, <laughs> what I love about working with Rebecca is her creativity um, and her almost... Um, willingness, willingness to go where a lot of designers are not willing to go, that it, it's, there's nothing mundane about a Rebecca Finkel book design or really a book cover. So I love the uniqueness, the creativity, the courage she brings to the party for authors to help them build their uniqueness as they go out to start their marketing. So what we thought we would do today is to go into a variety of things, how to really spice up your design. That will be one. Two, how to make a killer ebook that doesn't have to be ugly. And also a lot of the swag things that you should be talking to your designers about in the process because it's all cohesive. It all comes together. It's part of who and what you are. So did I cover the, the boat here, Rebecca, on some of the things? The we're of it, yes. I just want to say everything we do, I'm willing to, to stretch boundaries, but everything we do is legal, 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 legal. <laughs> Oh, I had oh shoot! Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay. Oh. I do say that a book cover is a process, and a lot of times you don't know where you're going. Sometimes it's it's a straight road. You, you know where you're going, and sometimes you just don't. And what I enjoy is the process. So I'm going to, you know, usually with a book cover, I'll bring you a couple ideas, and I've heard so many times, I wasn't thinking about that, or I didn't think in this direction, or I wasn't aware that this whatever played into the whole gamut sometimes that's just noise i mean but we have to kind of explore it and and see it and then dismiss it and sometimes it's not noise so what i try to bring is essentially a bigger market a bigger vision a bigger idea of what's going on how can we include more people we don't want to exclude anybody um god i would say 99 percent of the time i could see possibly we want to exclude somebody on some titles but mostly it's how much bigger can we make the party um doesn't have to be a wild party. It can be, you know, it, it, you know, whatever. It can, just how many more people can we bring is kind of where I go with this. Um, but and I love working with people during COVID, mostly because there's so much more focus. God, I don't want to, I don't want to bang that drum too hard, but COVID has allowed people to really dig deep and write the book or finish the book that they've always wanted and are being much more focused about what they want. Are much more, you know, I'll throw out an idea and they do a day of research on it. They come back and we have a discussion. It's very interesting that COVID times is not a downtime for publishing at all. Much oh, more creative. I, I So COVID times is, is enhanced 
creativity is what you're kind of saying. Is that what I hear? Yes. Yes. Much more creativity, both writing and, and visually, which the writing piece um, is really Judas Bollowax. The, the visual piece is more of, of it's, it's, this, you know, the publishing industry is going to come out as a boom out of all of this. And, it, and a year we'll look back and be like, wow, that was an incredible time, very kinetic, before mm-hmm. people get distracted with, you know, jobs and family and responsibilities and all that stuff, where they can right now just kind of <laughs> focus on their own projects. Sorry. All of that's important, and well, I have all of this myself. So. We we all do, but I think Rebecca, some of the things that we have seen is because if there has been uh, different different types and time frames of hunkering down that people have really started thinking about. You know that book I've been thinking about. Maybe I should play around with it a little bit more. Um, or I wrote it and put it in a drawer five years ago. Maybe I should get it out and look at it again. Exactly. You know, since I don't have to any longer go on the quest for toilet paper and paper towels, since I have uh, so since I have uh, gone through every recipe in the bakery cookbook, since I have uh, cleaned out that closet, that that maybe it's ready to find some time for the creativity. And that's that's maybe where we are. And it's interesting. I know you've advised many clients to Stay away from the COVID time. Stay away from this time because it would date your book. I mean, absolutely, this is the, the period. Um, and it's very, very useful right now. But in, let's say in two years, I would be like, oh, that, that book's three years old because it, it's COVID. So it's interesting. There are some books that are specifically about this time period, have to be mentioned, and we will evolve it later in five years if it needs to be. And some books need to jump over it and avoid it. Like we can say that we were – Lonely, but we don't want to say we were lonely during COVID. We can say we were lonely, and these are the steps we took to resolve that situation. So it's, well, it's yeah. interesting. I, I think that you can do a reference. As it's like when I used to do a write uh, for my own self business books and financial books, that there are certain benchmarks that are benchmarks that people all know what the, the recession of 208 and 209 were. They all know that that is okay to reference that. It doesn't so much date your book. It's a pivotal point of where you went from there on that. And I think for some cases, the, the COVID time frame uh, will, will come in as that kind of a benchmark. But to write a book on how to deal with COVID is going to immediately date you. Right. It'll be a, it'll, could be immediately bestseller, but it will be a short-run bestseller because hopefully we are coming out of this. And it's interesting as well as pick any political thing that's happening right now. And there are a bunch. I don't want to mm-hmm. dwell on those, but Black Lives Matter or I live in Fort Collins, Colorado, and we have a huge fire just bearing down on us. That's, you know – that's going to be very specific, but very relevant. Right. So, or, or same thing with people in California. Uh, right. You know, it's the, the state's ablaze. And Colorado, we're, we've got more fires than we've ever seen at one time, in, in my memory. Little, yeah. I'm a little myopic because it's kind of just across the reservoir and just over a ridge is the fire. So <laughs> I'm a little, little focused. Anyway, the, the covers for this are, I think it's, fascinating and inspiring as the covers are becoming much more than they have been before. You know, know, people want just that little extra touch, that little extra flavor, the extra texture, the extra something, because 
times are so rich. We, we're reflecting that in our covers. I think that it's amazing, and it pushes me in a different direction, sometimes uncomfortably, but that's, I'm, okay, mm. I'm okay with uncomfortable. Um, uh, you know, one of, one of the biggest bonuses I've always said at this job is that I've become, I get to be aware of so many different aspects of life and, and topics than I ever would in my regular life. Like, I would never come across some of these pieces of information unless I was doing this job. For instance, we're working with a woman who rode her bike across the U.S. That's amazing. Just in and of itself, I haven't even read the book yet, but that's amazing. There's another woman that we're working on about menopause who um, that's something that I'm dealing with at the moment. But um, she she has like a a 17-year book, so it's a book that spans 17 years. So it's more pre and during and post, which – that's all interesting stuff. I don't, you know, I don't think I would have sourced that myself. So anyway, love that. Yeah, it is fun to have a different, and we have another woman who all of a sudden has taken ads she has written over decades and turning them into legacy type of books for the family because they're all prose and poetry. I mean, who, who would have thought those are the times of COVID though, I think that does create a energy and a creativity goose that that maybe because of of not being able to live your normal busy life, you have a different uh, quasi normal busy life that that window opened up to let that happen. So that's kind of cool, I think. It is very cool. All right, so everyone, I guess our challenge to all of you is: so what are you doing? to bring in that creativity to see, is there the book in you? 80% of the population says there's a book in them. Now, I always say, should it be allowed out? Because I do <laughs> I do have some biases here. I have seen, I had a whole discussion with a friend about movies this morning um, and that they said they just, they were angry that they had wasted two hours watching a movie that was supposed to be a spy farce and all that. And they were really looking forward to it. And she wanted her two hours back. I have felt like that and that you don't want to have someone reading your book that feels like, I'm sick. I can't stand this anymore. I've just wasted so much of my time. Uh, what you want them to do is, uh, what? tell me more. Turn the page. This is really right. fun. This is going on. Um, that's That's what you should be looking at. So when I say, should your book be allowed out, maybe just for you, <laughs> that's okay. But right. It is okay. But maybe not for the masses. Or maybe it is what we call the legacy book. This is just for family and close friends. And that's also fine. But if you're really going to put the time and the energy and you engage someone like um, Rebecca Finkel to bring in and really put her creativity juices behind to create taking your book to another level in the design of it, you better have a game plan behind it to support it. So the rest of the public learns about it. Uh, you are committed to keep it going because it's not going to be like the movie, The Field of Dreams. If you build it, there is absolutely zero guarantee they will come. I, I can guarantee that. And, and that's it's where you mentioned game plans because the book, the book, the whole book is a game plan from the very beginning. From yes. The moment you start writing it with a dark, dark and stormy night until you get to the end, the whole thing's a game plan. The cover. The ebook, the marketing, the, the 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 swag, the 
the book, the website, your speaking terms, everything is a game plan. It's, it's a business It should plan. be. It should be. And with that, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we'll come back and really delve into the elements of your game plan for your success. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, today we're talking about really spicing up a lot from your game plan, your book design, your ebook, and swag, and, and, and maybe you. How about your thinking? This is what we're about. With us is Rebecca Finkel. Rebecca, you uh, kissed on ebooks just just uh, 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 before the break. And I think it's always, I've always loved the line that you've said ebooks don't have to be ugly. But yet I still see when I glance through them, um, they're still boring. Right. So in the ebook process, it comes last. So even though you're planning to have an ebook, like your print book will be completely out and designed and approved and at the printer, whichever printer you use before the ebook starts. But it's good to plan for an ebook. So the design elements that I bring into the cover, that I bring into the interior of the book, I try to make the ebook mimic that as much as possible. Many of the people that have ebooks have never read an ebook. So I've started suggesting that if you're going to plan to do an ebook, check an ebook out from the library. You can do that. And you have free Kindle downloads from, like, Kindle app downloads. So you can read this ebook on your phone, on your computer. I actually read it several places. 
but see what they look like. See what it is. Change the font, change the size, play with an ebook. Um, you know, it can be 50 pages. Ebooks don't have to be these monologues that go forever, or you can only read the first 50 pages, whatever. But, not, but get an ebook, read it on a couple devices, and see what it's like so that you know what it's like when you get your own ebook and you're looking at it and you're reading it. Um, you have it's just more of, a, more of a view, more of an experienced view on what, what you're seeing. Ebooks, really, a lot of ebooks are just ugly. They remind me of years ago when websites were brand new, and so they were, you know, the type was edge to edge, and the photos were gross. Websites <laughs> have come so far since the I early know. days, but that's what they remind me of these early ebooks. Ebooks aren't coming along quite as quickly as as websites were have, um, but there are so many tricks you can play that are just basically really easy. Some things can happen. I mean, it's more like a cousin than a twin to your to your print book. So there are things that it can't do, but it can run forever. So you have that epilogue that you want to go into the next book, free. You want to do color, free. I mean, there are things that an ebook does that we can capitalize on. So if we're a print book, you have to pay, you know, an extra signature is just that much more money, and color is just that much more money. So we try to use both. We try to use both try to maximize both forums, techniques. Um, what it does do is it gives you, and Judith can actually speak on this more than I can, it gives you two products if you want to think of your book as a product because then your mm -hmm. e-book is a product and your print book is a product. And if you go super fancy, and I recommend this on many books, you go to an audio book as well, then you have three. It's much more easy to get like more bang for your marketing buck if you are marketing three things versus one thing. Um, and the and the audiobook actually I I work with many people doing audiobooks, but the actual production of an audiobook I am not an expert on, so I really don't want to comment too much on that. But I, that's my motto: ebooks don't have to be ugly. And, they don't have and, to be. and then the question is, I, I get a lot of times, well, should I do the ebook first? Uh, and, and there there are ways to if you're going to go down that route, you still in my opinion, should have someone who knows how to convert, do the conversion and the creation. So as Rebecca says, they're not ugly. Right. I can kind of speak to that. During okay. COVID times, and I'm sorry to keep bringing that up, but here we That's are. That's right. Mm -hmm. During COVID times, a lot of people want that book right now. Finish the first one, want the second one. Or my friend told me this great thing. Well, a print book you can order right away, but however it is delivered to you, It'll be a couple of days before you get it. An ebook, you have it in five seconds. Just, you know, you can have it. So there are a number of authors who have, I mean, Mara Pearl is one of them. Sorry to bring her up, but she, Mara Pearl puts out the ebook first because it's immediate, because people want it right away. She's got, I think she'd have people knocking on her door for her books if she wasn't careful about that. <laughs> I really do. I think she has a very enthusiastic audience. Great for her. She's, she's built it and worth it. Absolutely. She's really worked on that one. But the e-books for her are immediate. And then she follows with a print book. She's one of, the, one of the very few authors that I've worked with that have done that. Not the only. And it's becoming much more popular because a lot of times an author wants a book to their audience right away, and they'll follow it up with a nice print book that they could sign, send it out to family and friends, use it in a different way. Print books are being used in different ways than they ever have before. And I don't think that's COVID. I just think it's now. 
I just think it's publishing is, uh, you know, changing and shaping and having new demands. So what they don't like to do is have an audiobook first. Like Kindle can't handle that. They want, it used to be that they couldn't handle the ebook first. It had to be print and then e and then auto. And now they're saying it can be only ebook if you want that, but you can't leave with the audiobook. Somehow you need another system, either e or print, before you get the audiobook. Check back in a couple of years, and it might be different. Is all I'm going to say. Well, I think that all makes sense. Now, let me just say one little, this is, <clears throat> you know, they're always in the fall, there's Halloween, so it's called Trick or Treat. So let me give you the e-book treat. As she says, it's fast, you can get it out. Uh, you can do really good marketing, pre-marketing for the full-blown book to come. Sometimes it can be a variation, a teaser, a prelude, you can do all kinds of things. But ebooks, understand this, everyone. They are, if you buy an ebook, they're rentals. They're rentals. You don't own it. That there have been situations over the years where Amazon, Kobo, others have all of them sucked, literally sucked the ebook off of your e reader. It's no longer available for whatever reason. So Usually it's porn. I'm well, sorry. or it's it is, but it's interpreted. You know, it gets right. it, it gets interpreted. It's misinterpreted. Fifty Shades of Grey is completely safe. Every single version of Fifty Shades of Grey is completely safe. So, anyway, uh, anyway. Although, although some people will call that porn. All right. So exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's the romance writers. I don't think they really have to be concerned. Um, it, I think it has to be just. just off, off the edge type of a thing. But also, just on that note as well, they'll suck it away. If you do an update on your book, let's say you're doing a cookbook and you decide to put in a whole chocolate section, which Ooh. I would absolutely say chocolate section, please. But let's say you put a new whole chocolate section in it and you update your file, anybody who is then accessing your book will immediately download the new copy. So they'll always get the new copy every time. It's not like, oh, I have to go back and check and see if it has a new chocolate section because I heard a chocolate section is coming out. Just as soon as you go to that cookbook, it'll re-download the new one. So um, your books are always current. That's you know another upside on that. Your books are always current. Which is a good thing. Yes. Chocolate yeah. sections are incredible. Yeah. And, and also, sometimes you can pull that whole section out and just offer that as a special tease or a bonus right. or, or any of that way. But but I do want to bring up that it it I, I want to see the ebook match what the print book is going to look like if you're going to do this and you don't have a whole bunch of changes or you pull it off. So you create a new ebook, which is also should be done. Um, yes. in the, if you're doing revisions, you do them right away and get them right. done. So, I mean, mostly, just as a, it's not like it can't be done, but the files are separate. The print book files versus the ebook files are separate. So, if you have 50 pages of changes, not only do I need to do it on the print book files, I then need to go hunt them down in the ebook files. So, it's just doing them twice. It's just the margin for error can be more than zero. I guess I want to say it's going to be more than zero. So um, mm -hmm. that's why I like to have the book all the way done, um, and then we work on the ebook. And so, the, and 
Yeah, that that is my preference. I mean, I actually, my preference for rolling it out, my game plan would have all of them ready to go: the print, the ebook, and the audio. That would be my preference uh, because you're talking about them. What three months in advance? Oh. Oh yeah, it takes it takes time to do it all together. But you're you have your print done. Uh, the ebook is done fairly quickly, and if you're printing the book or it, whether what type of printing you have, those will come together very quickly. You just don't shout it out until those two together, and then usually your audio is going to take another month to get it all together. Uh, and that's why people don't say my publication date is uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit so all the ducks can get in the row. Uh, and, and my experience is for book buyers that someone will say, I only listen to audiobooks. Well, okay, we have that option. Um, and, or I only read ebooks or I just read print, which there are, there's, you know, that's lot A, B, and C. That, or there's some people who do them all. That's great too. But I think it's about having options. And I think as authors, we want to offer to our readers options to have. And and when you tell them about it, you, you know, when you have them all in your game plan, let's say that you just want to focus on the ebook, then that's what you're launching out. And, and when they go to the, your detail page where you buy the book, they'll see, oh, I can get this and this and this. That's fine, but you can focus on the one. It's all part of the plan, which way you want to go, Rebecca, I think. I think so too. And it's not, you don't have one set of, you don't have one market that's then branching out so that you're not stealing print readers when they go to ebook. I think you're expanding the market and including more people when you have a print option as well as an ebook option, and then expanding it even more when you have an audio option. So it's not shrinking, it's actually growing. It, Mm-hmm. Like everybody has pie, lots of pie. We don't have not not a, a finite set of pie. Everybody gets a piece of pie. Okay. So, I, I would love um, to have you talk about the cover for all of those because isn't there a, a slight variable from print to e to, to audio? Well, uh, yes, there is. Mostly on the cover, a lot of times with marketing, are you and this is cover by cover specific, book by book specific, and subject by subject specific. Are you telling the whole story with the cover? Or you're telling enough of the story that you want the reader to pick up the book and be like, well, what's the heck the rest of this story? You know, it, there isn't an answer to this. It's, that's a hypothetical question. And it's, like I said, it's specific to your book and you. Um, but to the specifics for the cover is you only need a front cover for an ebook. A lot of people would like to include their back cover. They've got mm-hmm. some something on the back cover that's incredible, and that can be done, but it's not necessary because you don't need a barcode. As soon as somebody has purchased the book, they have the book. There's no checking out at a, at a at, there's no checking out so you don't need a, a barcode for a, a scanner. So generally on, the, on an ebook, you really only have the front cover. Um, if there's quotes or something on the back cover, you can put that on page one, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the back cover specifically. You'd even say excerpts from the back cover and let the text run. Um, Okay, hold on to that idea. Rebecca, hold on to that idea. We're going to take our next break because I think this is important for everyone to understand. We'll be right back.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at Toginet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, Rebecca and I were having a lively discussion off because I was thinking my head was going around the search inside. Uh, because that you have limited space on what they show randomly on search inside. And if you you don't if you've got a long table of contents, do you really want six pages of table of contents showing up on your search inside where you really want to give them a flavor of what your writing is? So what I was what I was wondering out loud, I wonder if a new file should be created that would be submitted for the search inside uh, that would have some of the front matter, because we're talking front matter, eliminated. What do you think, Rebecca? I think this is a great idea. And, in fact, it kind of encapsulates kind of a bigger situation. I just want to say as a caveat and kind of as an excuse for me is that I'm a visual person. So, actually, what these words mean are important, but I'm not picky. Like, 
that's not my focus. My focus is how the book looks and how it's presented. So I've always just kind of said, like, back cover. We don't really need it. Some authors have said, no, we need the back cover, and we've worked it in, but very few, actually. I'm mostly thinking the back cover is the back cover, but it is real estate, as Judith says, and it is important real estate. So I'm sitting here, and we had this discussion, and the reason the back cover is not included on eBooks is the front cover, you can have any file size you can possibly want. It can be humongous. They don't care. But once you get inside the book, the file sizes have to be very small. In fact, small enough that the back cover copy would be probably a little blurry. It wouldn't look quite sharp. So that's why I'm always like, please don't do this because it doesn't look great. It's not presenting you in the, in the best, best way. And also, those words are not searchable. So it's a problem. I mean, and so we've just always solved it by not having it. But, you know, Judith and I were spitballing, basically. And let's say your cover, the background cover, is, is yellow. That's it's a nice, easy color. Well, then I would have the next page, so essentially the first page of the inside of the ebook, be a yellow page that would have the back cover copy on it. So it would even say, from the back cover. So it was clear what's going on. You have all that marketing space that you had, and that text becomes searchable. So now you have twice the metadata, which is what everybody really wants. So, and then, then the rest of the book would, would go forward. Then would be uh, copyright, dedication, table of contents, and then the contents of the book, or a variation of that. So it progresses kind of the normal way. We just put that special page first. And yes, for search inside, I don't see why there's any reason why we couldn't have a cover, back cover. We would, unfortunately, dedication is very important, but we'd probably take that out. We'd probably yep. take out copyright. We probably have a shortened table of contents because it's good to show scope. You just don't need to show every microscopic piece of scope, like the book covers this but not that. So I like scope. And then, yeah, then we start going into Chapter 1. We probably give them – you probably have to give them the rest of the book because um, they like to pick and choose that stuff. And if you mm -hmm. only give them a 12-page book and it's listed as a 320-page book, they're going to be angry at that. But we can kind of uh, force their hand, so to speak. I don't see that that would be a problem. Um, you just need to make sure, and this is something that we would probably have to ask somebody about, you just need to make sure that the search inside the book file is completely different than the file that gets printed in the ebook, because you, you want the full table of contents in the mm -hmm. ebook, and you mm -hmm. want the copyright in the ebook. So essentially, we have to make, just make sure that those are like different compartments in, in Amazon, and they'll never cross, and they'll never be used. And then I think I'm, that's a better idea. Like, the next ebook I have going, I want to try this on. And of yes. course, if anybody has an ebook out and wants to redo it, I'm like, yeah, let's let's do that too. I vote for that. I, I'm game. I'm game. I know you're like, <laughs> I know the first one in line is going to be when God said no. I can just see this. You're going to text me right after this. Is like, say so when can I have God said no? I'm like, okay, okay. No, we'll okay. Well, you do right. as a test case. Okay, I, I, I'm a guinea pig, but here's here's another idea. So if you're going to do something like this, because we're to, we're talking about uh, a true customization for Search Inside, a separate file that goes up that that eliminates some of the front matter, because again, only so many pages are going to be shown. So right. we we you want to help it out. If you've you got chapters one and two, you really do have to give them the bulk of the book. Oh yeah, you get you give them the whole thing, and they random they do their thing. But they but they usually my experience is they usually go after the first several pages of right. the front matter. So 
what we're suggesting, I'm suggesting, is you reduce that significantly. And right. if you've got a killer back cover copy that is not showing up with your print, your back cover is not showing up um, on the full PDF, because a lot of times they do, and you can really see it clearly and it's lovely and all that, is that you can incorporate a page of that as like the second page, like you don't need the dedication in there, um, for the search inside. That's all we're talking about, not for the whole ebook. Then here's another idea, a wacky idea, for those of you who are writing nonfiction. How about, because a lot of times there are more statements to your chapter titles, how about thinking about the pain of your reader, the problem you're solving the problem with your nonfiction book, that you could maybe tweak the, the chapter titles and turn them into questions. How do I solve blah, blah, blah? you know, uh, and that kind of thing, and give it a dummy table of contents just for the search inside. What do you think right. of that idea? You could do it. I'm just afraid of scope. I mean, the table of contents gives the reader the scope. You're not covering chocolate desserts. Okay, I'm not interested in this book. You know, right. it, it, gives you, I get that. it gives you scope. So you are covering chocolate desserts. Excellent. This is a book that I want. So mm -hmm. the table of contents is important in what it it, it describes the book, but yes, I like the fact that you're being more proactive, aggressive, forward-thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know the right word for that one, but yeah, I like the fact that you're you're doing that. You're you're what you're doing, everyone, is you're being more marketing-oriented um, because you're trying to bring people in, and people do look things over. You know what it is. I I look. I'm always looking at the search and sign feature. I want to see what a book looks like. I, I am all over that. Um, and on that, I'm disappointed when a book doesn't have search inside. I like oh, to pass me too. Over. Yeah, me um, too. Interesting. I've gotten spoiled. Yeah, and and it's a it, it uh, Amazon has made it difficult. I will tell all of you that it used to be much easier to boost up and get things up, and they just start moving it into other areas, like over on Amazon Seller to go find to get this thing posted is crazy. So you're going to have to go to the Google and just put in the magic question, you know, how do I submit for search inside on Amazon? That's what I would do. Right. And I would just as a somebody who's not done this, but heard many, many stories, um, I would have time. I would not have an appointment in an hour. I'd have like the yeah, afternoon oh, yeah. free. I might yeah. have an adult <laughs> beverage. I might have some soothing music on. <laughs> I might I might have a planned break with chocolate in the middle of this. So oh, good idea. <laughs> I heard this is not an easy task. No, it's not. And so I'm just telling you, have uh, this is not something that you think you're going to do in 15 minutes. Okay. No. 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 Plan. Okay, Rebecca, let's kind of do, do some tap dancing with that. So uh, do you see any, um, it's just we're, we've, we're, we're talking about overall designs um, and things, because I, and I do want to kiss on swag and all the other goodies that you can create. Is there any changes you see that have happened in overall designing? People love textures. People love a lot of textures. So it's, it's interesting how you can layer the textures in. And, of course, obviously you can, you can go way overboard. A little bit of perfume is, is really good, but a lot of perfume gives people headaches. So the Ugh. same with textures, right? It's the same thing. Um, but it's interesting that you know, people are now focusing in more on the texture, the way it feels, 
not you know the way it looked does it look the way it feels we have a number of spot gloss images that we're really starting to be creative and play with pull this up push this back you know we can we can really work with that how can we really highlight this um it's it's a you know so technically i think that we have some spot gloss options that we've not had before as far as raising and those types of things and it's and I'm always, you know, my search engine is always looking for, I use iStock almost exclusively, mostly because they're pretty cheap, but great images, and well, they've got almost everything. So, but I, I find I'm looking for textures or abstractions or patterns many, many times. That's what I'm looking for, and adding those features, that look, that feel, that texture to the book cover, just to bring it a little bit more. People are wanting a little bit more. Um, and why not, right? Everybody wants a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if your book can look richer, then your reader feels they're getting more of a book, right? A bigger, better book. Okay, so everyone, we are not talking about a print-on-demand print when when Rebecca gets into the variation of the textures from spot coating to well, raised. Right, the spot gloss things is definitely not print-on-demand, but textures as far as a circle texture, that can be print-on-demand. That, you know, as long as we're just printing the circle texture as a color, that can be print-on-demand. All right, so now you're talking about design, how, how bringing that design element into it. Uh, right. because, because print-on-demand, the covers that typically you're going to have a, a matte, which is the non-gloss, or a gloss. That, that those will be your two underlying bases. Is that my correct? Correct. It's, and just as a reference, it's exactly like paint. You have flat paint, you have satin yeah. paint, you have gloss paint, you have high gloss paint. Pretty much this ink is ink is paint. Paint is ink. Close enough. So it's it's the same type of a property. A lot of times we'll use a matte finish on a book, so a flat finish, something that doesn't really shine very well. And then we put we'll put a spot gloss on it to really make that pop. Um, words, images, author photo and back, um, words on the spine. You can spot gloss those things. It's, it really does give an image give give that much more. We I can't dummy that up on the the computer. You know I just have to say this is going to look fantastic. Just trust me. I know I know. You know I talk really fast and people are like uh huh. But. <laughs> um, we do try to like dummy this up and we can show you examples, but we can't, I can't mimic that on a computer. I can't mimic that in, in any way to let you see what it's going to look like before it's done. Yeah. Um, the, and the printer will give you an idea, but. Um, not always though. Not always. Printers are different. We're going to, yeah, we're going to take our final break with this is Rebecca Finkel. She is a book and cover designer. Also ebook creator that is just so different from the rest of the group. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? 
Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so I had like two major things I wanted to uh, tap into uh, with Rebecca because she's always been uh, on a leading edge of design. And I, I know she, she is well-schooled, that she's got degrees uh, and all those things. And, and they teach them whenever the teaching was done. I want to know, Rebecca, what are the what were the some of the standard rules that you have seen that have been broken to your delight? Well, well, so many. I mean, you know, if you think about a book, it has to be it has to have square corners and it has to have a spine. And the, and the interior of the book is the Chicago Manual style, which is well respected. And I'm not at all mocking in any way. That is a revered piece of text, but it's. It ha the beginning of the book has to be in a certain progression. It has to be in that order. Um, you know, these things need to look in this way. Cataloging the Bowker, when you go to uh, CIP data, the cataloging and publication, they're very strict about these have to be in exactly this format. And some people actually will just copy it out and it'll look exactly like that. I at least change the font. But, you know, some, they're, they're very strict about this. And... These are, you know, these are lessons from a long time ago, and some of them are manufacturing questions, and some of them are printing, you know, um, that are that have happened forever. There's there's some rules, but it's there's this one designer that I just love. He's he's approximately my age, so you know, super young, and and you know, good looking and all that kind of stuff. But he um 
he has broken every rule. And every time he puts out a book, I just, I just love his books. So he's put out books where there are no spines. He's put up with which is a stack of papers, which is kind of weird, but of course it's something that's out of order. And all the people that are like, oh, the page is out of order. Yeah, that's part of it. Your pages can get out of order. He's done it where the, where the front cover is like page five. He's done it where, where the, 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 the card cover of the book is smaller than the text. So the, the pages are larger than the hardcover cover. I don't know if I'm explaining that well. But, that one no, they... Have a, the pages poke out. The pages are oh, all poked out. by a out. lot, like by inches yeah. on all sides. It's, it's, you know, it's a misshape. He's, you know, the CIP data that, that was supposed to be very specific, he's actually printed that. It's a hardcover book. You have to kind of imagine this. It's a hardcover book, and he's printed it on the edge of the book, actually on the edge of where the covers come along, not on the side, like, because the cover is a three-dimensional object. So, Actually, on that one-millimeter three-dimensional object, he's printed the CIP data as like a thumbing your nose at the CIP data that they're so controlling. The CIP <laughs> data is all about numbers, right? I just love that. The CIP data is all about numbers. Yeah. Um, as long as the numbers are there and they're legible, then people can pick it up and follow it. Now, there is a huge discussion about the more approachable and friendly and understandable the numbers are, the more you will get the easier it'll be to follow, and I, I agree with that. I don't want to do what he did, but I love his idea that he did this. He's mixed up the front matter. He's had um, the CIP data, instead of being a block that's, what, 15 lines? It's a lot. It's been one line that runs for, like, eight pages, you know, just one single line in the middle of the page that just runs for eight pages. So he's, he's kind of mocked all the rules. He's broken all the rules. You ever see a book by Chip Kidd, like you're in a bookstore, which I know, COVID, but let's say in a year you're in a bookstore or you're carefully in a bookstore now and you see a book by Chip Kidd or designed by Chip Kidd, pick it up. It'll be the weirdest book in the, in the store. And look at it. I'm not, if you want to buy it, buy it. I'm, you know, that's not where I'm coming from. But look at it. He, is, he breaks the rules constantly. It's not all of the rules all of the time, but he breaks the rules. So he's one that I'm always watching. Um, he wrote a book that I love the book because it's about graphic design and about a graphic designer. So, you know, best book in the world. Um, but also that one's a great one as well. I think it's Good is Dead, I think is the name of it. Um, and he, so that's a great book. He, um, I mean, his author photo on that one is a baby picture of himself, which I just think, again, he's, you know, the author photos people agonize over and it has to be current, but he just went ahead and put a baby picture of himself up there. The other publisher that I'm constantly watching is Chronicle Books out of San Francisco. They put out any number of very normal, average books, absolutely. So um, some of them are just middle of the road. But they will put out maybe 10% of their books, maybe 10 books a year that are amazing in some way. A cookbook that's incredible, a landscaping book that is just phenomenal in some way. The way it's designed, the photography, the use of color, how they printed it. There are these books years ago, maybe 20 years now, called the Griffin and Sabine series. And it's about these people that wrote letters back and forth to each other. And the way Chronicle Books did that is they had the envelope, and you'd open the envelope, and there'd be a letter inside. There were stamps. There was handwritten information. It was just a whole experience. And this is a set of four books, probably eight and a half by eight and a half, maybe 70 pages apiece. Amazing, amazing books. They put out, you know, they... They put out a, a number of books 
that are normal, and they put out a couple of books <clears throat> that are just so far above normal, so far creative, incredible. Those are well, the ones I look at. Yeah, well, when you mentioned Chip Kid, and then I want to get into swag, that you may not, those of you may not recognize his name, but you would recognize his covers, well-known covers also, like Jurassic Park. Right? And, he's, like and, a, he's like a rock star in the graphic he, design world. He is a rock star. Finally, they'd be like, he's amazing. He's, oh, yeah. He's like Grateful Dead. He's like the amazing, he's the amazing one. He is the one. He's just, anyway, the Beatles. Yeah. He, anyway, he's, okay, I'm done. He, no, he he's amazing. One one of the, one of the favorite book covers he did was uh, for Adventures in Wine, where he took an old restaurant menu and just had wine stain the rims, of the, yeah. the, the stems. It, it just they're just like oh, I'm going to pick this up and look at it. And that's what a cover, that's what a cover design needs to do. A cover design, if it's right, says pick me up now. That's what your cover needs to do. All right, so yeah, let's talk about swag real quick. We have we sure. have just a couple of minutes left. That what kind of swag, the variation of swag, where does it go? What should authors should be thinking of? So this is the one where they have to think not even outside the box. They have to be outside the room. They may have to be in the next town over. Like they just need to be super creative. And the kind of you need to talk about this with your friends because they'll bring in this side issue that you're like, what? And it ends up being kind of this root of, a, of an answer. Um, you're so close to your book. You're not quite seeing the swag. So talk to your friend. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to your dog. You know, talk about it so that you can get ideas because everybody's ideas is going to be a piece of this. So the swag actually needs to come back to the very beginning. It was a dark and stormy night. You need to start <laughs> thinking about you, do, you need to start thinking about where is this book going? We talk about, I don't know, brushing our teeth. Do we talk about first aid? Do we talk about dogs? Do we, you know, what are we talking about in this book? So we can start talking about, well, how can I make this book memorable? I mean, the best thing you want to do is have somebody want the swag and have the book be along for the ride because then the swag becomes a bigger deal. Um, and, yeah, and there's any number of swag. That's why you have to... Be really creative. You have to just really work about, work on it. Um, there are a number of websites. There's a number of things that you can do um, as far as trinkets and things. I wouldn't. I'd be careful with trinkets because if you buy 500, even though they're very cheap and, and it doesn't fly, then you have 500 of these trinkets that are sitting somewhere in your house. So I'd be careful with how you supply yourself, but um, I give it a great deal of thought. It's, it's to, further, to further the idea of your book. Um, you don't want to have a swag that gives the answer of your book. I don't, I don't know what that would be, but you don't want to have a swag that's also the, the key piece of information. If you're writing a, a mystery and the jewelry box is, is the key, it, it's, as soon as they realize it's a jewelry box and everything falls into place, you don't want your swag to be jewelry box um, because that gives away the answer to somebody who has not read the book. So, you know... You be there's uh, I would just say be as incredibly creative as you possibly can. Talk to as many people about this, and some people are just gonna be like, yeah, whatever. But you know, your cousin, your weirdo cousin, or your uncle that just nobody really likes, they're gonna be the ones. They're gonna be the ones that have the answer. Thanks, use Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use Thanksgiving. Use use the you know 
it's don't expect this answer to come all the way from you. Don't expect this thing to come routed from you because you are so close. If you're going to have a, you know, if you're writing a children's book and you have this spectacular alligator, I'm not sure I'd make a spectacular alligator. I'd really give that some thought. I'd see what else I could do for that, mostly because the spectacular alligator, the mature spectacular elevator, alligator, has to be probably custom-made, and that becomes pricey. The thing with swag is you have to be able to give out all of them for free to anybody that wants them, then you'll never hear from them, some of these people again and be okay with that. So you don't want to be like, I'm going to give you my alligator, but you're going to buy my book? No, okay, that's no alligator for you then. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't, well, they can't be precious. Yeah, it, it, you can be. there. Here's, there's some things. You can do them as bonuses. I mean, there can be the free giveaway, which is the, you know, the fun book marker or whatever. But then you can start adding on little gadgets. I mean, you can go to... Of uh, the, the, the you know the, the junk places and you can get a hundred of this for you know ten bucks or something right. where you could add it on um, but you can you can also do variables I mean you could create another product uh, I know someone that the kids get to uh, pick out a dragon she does YA books and when the kids buy them or juvenile books and the kids buy one she has an array of little dragons that they get to pick out and take one they are so tickled pink her cost maybe could be five or ten cents for these guys right. but that's but, what it's got to be you know it's yeah can't be ten dollars that you're giving away every time or you're going to be a little your blood pressure is going to be jacking up exactly well listen it's wrap-up time so rebecca how do people find you oh What's well your- you can my website address is uh my company name in abbreviation so it is f as in finkel p as in pearson g as in graphic and d as in design so fpgd.com or you can use my email address, which is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, at, and the initials again, fpgd.com. There you go. Thank you so much for being with us once again. You're welcome. This is fun. All right, everyone, good writing, good publishing. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.